Uh, Merry Christmas, right? Thanksgiving. I went to uh, the Radio City Christmas something something rocket spectacular yesterday, and it was pretty awesome. It actually really was nice. I went with uh, not a baby anymore, Annalise. She's three. And, uh, you know, it's something you do when you're a kid. I vaguely remember when I was a kid, I could not figure out what was going on. Um, she was much the same way. <laughs> she can, what's happening? Why are they talking? Why aren't they talking? You know, the soldiers come out and, um, why aren't they talking? But there were some really beautiful moments. They have like these butterflies that fly all over Radio City. Have you been to Radio City recently? What a spectacular place. I mean, man, you walk in, it's like the, I don't know, the the hallway of the gods. It's just unbelievable. It's so big and glamorous and old in a good way. The Art Deco. What's wrong with the Art Deco? The Art Deco. Uh, very, very beautiful. Sit down. Pretty good seats. Aisle seats. And when you first get there, it's like, oh, my gosh, are we ever going to get in? The line goes around the block. But the Radio City people, the good people who run that place, you know, from the security to the ushers, it's not their first rodeo. They know how to get, you know, 5,000 people in and out fast. So even though the line, like, oh, I, maybe we should go home, uh, you know, three minutes later, I'm inside. Um, very nice. I, I was actually, that was possibly what I was most impressed by, the uh, the ushers, the security people, the staff, just how, like, well, what a well-oiled machine. And then, you know, the, you hand the ticket to the person, you know, uh, section L, row W, you know, uh, by seat 9921 Oh, you're right here, sir. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, right here. These two seats. Oh, okay. It would have taken me a year to find it myself. But um, so that's all really great. Everybody, you, you just, they glance at that ticket. Oh, yeah, they're, you know, this way, this way, this way. Yeah, we'll sit down right here. I like that a lot. Um, I also like the fact that it was one and done. It was like whatever it was. It went fast, an hour and a half. No intermission, right? No intermission. They got it. They got it. They said everything they were supposed to say in the time allotted. That was very nice. Um, nice music. Those rockets with the kicking. Although I had not seen the, um, what do you call it? The toy soldiers, they all fall down in a row. And oh, by the way, I was like, those soldiers look like men, but I think they're women. What's going, it's not a trans thing. I, th- I think they just kind of dressed them up as men, but they were all women, but it's the Rockettes. I looked it up. They, they, it's the women, the Rockettes double as the toy soldiers. And they walk around. A couple of things caught my eye, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. I just, I have to tell you, though, I was a little bit, I wasn't taken aback. But it did get my mind going in a bunch of different places. Uh, Santa Claus was fantastic. Uh, Mrs. Claus was fantastic. Uh, everybody was great. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Claus happened to be an interracial couple. Yeah, uh, I just, now, um, I would not have noticed it. I think what I... I think this is the last time I notice an interracial couple in such a setting. I think what I will now notice going forward is when the couple is of same same race. That's going to be unique. That's going to be. Now, I know you could. And by the way, I'm totally it's fine. It's fine. Totally. It doesn't matter. Except when it's in the commercials and obviously it's being jammed down. You know, it just. Uh, but this was somehow very natural. 
Very, very, and very good. And by the way, when it comes to interracial, can I just say that, you know, and I don't want, maybe I won't. I mean, maybe I should let that marinate for a little bit. Mrs. Claus was great. Santa was great. Um, I, I, I guess that's the last time I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to like notice an interracial couple. I'm, it's just not, but I will notice and I'll be like, wait, what about that? Those two people are the same race. You can't do that anymore in a commercial or anywhere. Um, now it used to be, sorry, my lifetime, that was the exception, not the norm. Now it's the norm, not the exception. I, whatever. I still think it's, I mean, culturally speaking, you're going to have 90% of marriages uh, interracial. In, I mean, intra-racial, right? And that's fine. That's fine. I don't think it's a race-based thing. I don't think it's race-based. Do you? Um, no. It's, uh, I'm surprised. I, I think the marketing people have gotten a little carried away, right? But it's the last time I'm ever going to notice. I think that's it. It's like I'm just going to accept in public that's the way it's going to be. Why would I be well, – now, why would I notice? Why would you ever notice that? Is that racist? No, it's not. No, it's not. You can look up the demographics. It's rather it, – it's somewhat it's somewhat rare, but it's ubiquitous in advertising and entertainment. You see, right? But now I'll just accept that it's ubiquitous in advertising and entertainment and not necessarily in, in, in the lives of, of, of real people. Um, I think if they just let it happen, all this to say, well, not to say anything really, but I love them. I particularly love Mrs. Claus. I thought she had a great voice. And the other thing was, um, they kept Jesus in the show. Did you know that Jesus and the birth of Christ is very, very central to this whole thing? Christmas? Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you think? But even to the Christmas spectacular, I just thought it was about elves and not... North Pole stuff and the reindeer. I'm talking about the Radio City production. No, they go on and on about the Son of God is born in a in, in Bethlehem in a little manger, and uh, it's it's all very very beautiful, and it is beautiful and it is powerful. Uh, I was with somebody uh, behind me. It's like, wow, I'm surprised they went all in on the Jesus part. Like, you think? Yeah, well, you know the way things are right now, and I'm like, yeah, I know kind of the way things are. Isn't that amazing? That it's considered a little bit edgy, a little bit countercultural to go all in on the Christ part of Christmas to show that, to highlight that. Um, well, it has to be, it has to be shown. It has to be highlighted more than ever before because he is our great hope. He is our great hope. And he has been so by our fallen world, so marginalized, so oh, we don't want to offend anybody. So this secular world of ours. And I have a I had a friend tell me that a, they had a bad experience at church. So if you believe like all that stuff, men, women, mortal human beings will fail you every single time. They will. They will let you down. They will screw up. They will write. But the ultimate hope and salvation, he will never let us down. He will never let us down. Well, what about this? I I wanted this to happen, and it didn't happen. Well, just hang tight, because something even better is going to happen. And uh, and if it doesn't happen in this world, it'll happen in the next. Um, all right? I just thought that was beautiful. And I did get a little bit nervous. Boy, oh, boy, maybe next year are they going to scale back on that? 
And too many of us, oh, by the way, just get our back. Too many, I'll say too many of us Christians out there. We only, quite frankly, give a damn about uh, Christianity when Christianity, when we fear that it, there's a there's a war on Christmas and all that stuff, right? Which there often is. Bill O'Reilly was ahead of his time when he started talking about war on Christmas. I remember on cable TV, I'm like, ah, there's not a war on Christmas. I can celebrate Christmas just fine. Well, he was right. And uh, it came. And now there's it, it's almost like they won. And I was one of them, too. I only really started talking about it when I felt like uh, my back was up against the wall, that somebody was hassling my my community or my church, but I day in and day out, I never thought about it, never talked about it, you know, only when it was under attack. And that's not good. You have to share the good news all the time. Uh, all, you, all the time, you know, all right, back up. You can't do it all the time. You can't, and you probably shouldn't. I mean, we're too busy. We have work to do, but we really should do it a hell of a lot more than we are. And if we don't feel moved, well, if we get in the good book and then you start seeing miracles, you don't want, you, you just, you just cannot not share it. You can't not share it. And, um, you know, one day I was down in the dumps about something and then I started talking about my faith to somebody. And, you know, I was like, Oh gosh, who the hell are you to be saying this stuff? You don't, you know, and you, you, you did that thing and you did this other thing and here you are talking about, uh, but I did ask for forgiveness, right? I guess that isn't that the way it's supposed to work. And he died. Yeah, he died for our sins. I'm telling myself this as I'm at the same time telling somebody my, you know, the importance of faith. And then I started to feel a little foolish because I was so familiar with my mistakes, with my past, with the stuff that I have done. And, um, and with that, swear to God, as I'm having like doubts about what I'm saying and, you know, but isn't this the way it's supposed to work? And Jesus died on the cross for us. I lift up my eyes and what do I see? A gigantic cross on the side of the road, the biggest one I think I've ever seen. And I was in the Bronx. It's the last thing in the world you're expecting to see. Well, I've actually seen this cross before. It's in that cemetery by either the Whitestone Bridge or the Throgs Neck Bridge. I think it's the Whitestone. And there's this great big giant cross in a cemetery. And uh, that's what I, as I was having these doubts, and I was like, well, isn't that the way it's supposed to work? Yeah, it does work kind of like this, right? Am I, do, am I getting it right? I mean, he died on the cross for us, right? And the forgiveness of sins, if we ask, well, oh, gosh, I feel so silly. And I lift up my eyes, and there it was. There it was. And you probably, if you've been, if you've driven around New York for a while, it's not the first time I'd ever seen it. I'd seen it in college um, because he would go that way sometimes on my way to Fordham. So Christmas is still alive at Radio City Music Hall, and I hope it's alive in your heart.